Hello, and welcome back to this Ace Oncocast entitled Expert Review in Innovative Strategies in Locally Advanced Head and Neck Cancer. My name is Rob Coleman, and I'm a medical oncologist at the University of Sheffield, UK. I'm delighted to be joined back today by three leading head and neck cancer experts, Dr. Ezra Cohen, a medical oncologist from the University of California, San Diego, and two radiotherapists, Dr. Jonathan Schoenfeld from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, and Dr. Jungen Tao from Gustave Roussy, Villechrief in France. Welcome back and thank you for joining me one last time. In today's ACE Oncocast, our clinical experts will be discussing new strategies for enhancing the efficacy of chemoradiotherapy for locally advanced head and neck cancers with a focus on targeting inhibitor apoptosis proteins. So it's clear from our earlier discussions that we need novel strategies to improve outcomes. So let's now discuss the interesting treatment strategy of targeting inhibitors of apoptosis proteins, also known as IAPs. Jungen, you've been involved in basic and clinical research of IAP antagonists. Can you please explain what IAPs are and why targeting them in locally advanced head and neck cancer makes sense? Yeah, uh, IAPs um, is uh, um, inhibitor for apoptosis proteins, uh, pretend inhibitor of caspase, um, including XIP, CIP1, CIP2, and uh, other uh, five IPs. Uh, XIP could inhibit uh, caspase 9 in intrinsic pathway of apoptosis, while uh, CIP1 and 2 could block caspase 8 in extrinsic pathway of apoptosis. Thus, IPs can negatively regulate apoptosis and also modulate immune responses. They are uh, overexpressed in a variety of cancers, including head and neck uh, squamous cell carcinoma. Targeting IPs has become an attractive strategy to synthesize uh, cancer cells through uh, chemo radiotherapy. Zevinapent is a pretend first in class orally uh, by available IP antagonists. Zevinapen uh, could bind both CIPs and also XIPs proteins with high uh, affinity at low uh, concentrations. Zevinapen was shown to enhance the effect of radiotherapy or cisplatin in multiple preclinical models of cancer, including uh, squamous cell carcinoma of head and neck, especially in vivo. Uh, we conducted a phase one trial several years ago, and uh, uh, the recommended dose of 200 milligrams per day uh, for two weeks every three weeks were found to be safe with important tumor response when combined with chemoradiotherapy, high dose cisplatin. In smokers with uh, locally advanced head and neck cancer, squamous cell carcinoma. And uh, uh, we then uh, conducted the phase two trial uh, 
uh, we uh, included 96 patients and uh, we uh, randomized into two arms, the experimental arm, Zevinapent, uh, and the high-dose cisfatin and radiotherapy, and the control arm, placebo, and uh, high-dose cisfatin and radiotherapy. The primary endpoint was local regional control rate at uh, 18 months after chemotherapy. All patients were heavy smokers with high alcohol consumption. Most uh, were uh, HPV negative and most were stage four. The primary endpoint was met. So local regional control was improved largely by more than 20% at 18 months after radiotherapy and uh, after chemotherapy. And we also show uh, progression-free survival was improved by Zavinapan with good tolerance and good compliance. After three-year follow-up, overall survival was also shown to be significantly improved by Zavinapan with has a ratio about 0.5. And we will present the uh, further data of after five-year follow-up in ESMO. And the safety with uh, Zevinapan was predictable and manageable, no increase in life-threatening toxicities, no late toxicities. So thank you. These, I mean, these results do seem really quite remarkable. Uh, Ezra, do you agree or have any comments on where we are to date with this compound? I think that that's a, an appropriate adjective to use. Uh, certainly uh, remarkable. Uh, I think um, uh, even uh, pleasantly surprising uh, the um, degree of effect uh, in, by adding Zivinipant. Uh, I think as far as phase two studies, uh, one could even say that that the data are unprecedented and and uh, without a doubt uh, something to pursue uh, going forward in in phase three trials. Uh, what's more, and as uh, Dr. Tao uh, alluded to, is as the data mature, the hazard ratios are actually dropping, uh, really, I think, underscoring the effect of adding uh, this agent to standard chemotherapy radiation. Moreover, if you look at the data um, and try to dissect it a little bit, to me, it's fairly clear that Zivenepant is acting as a radiosensitizer primarily. The main effect appears to be on local regional control, leading to an improvement in progression-free survival and subsequent overall survival. More, and, and one can also see a slight increase in radiation-associated toxicities. Still tolerable, still manageable, so the agent can be given, but, um, but there is an increase in in-field uh, radiation toxicity. Uh, and, and I think uh, really um, uh, underscores the mechanism of action uh, as a radiosensitizer for this drug. Thanks. And uh, John, can you give us a description of the ongoing, hopefully confirmatory phase three chilling study? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so based on this very promising, you know, phase two data, which we, we were discussing, you know, the phase three trialing study 
is a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled international phase three study uh, comparing the addition of zavinapan to standard chemo radiation uh, with placebo. Uh, it's a study that's going to include about 700 patients uh, with a primary endpoint of um, uh, event-free survival uh, assessed by a blinded independent review committee. Uh, key eligibility for this criteria are adult patients that have uh, confirmed uh, unresected uh, locally advanced squamous cell head neck cancers, uh, either of the oropharynx. And for oropharynx cancer patients, these have to be the high risk uh, HPV negative, so P16 negative cancer patients, uh, or patients with locally advanced squamous cell carcinoma of the hypopharynx or larynx that are suitable uh, for definitive chemoradiation therapy. And the treatment paradigm used in this trial is very much along the lines of the, the phase two trial um, with the upfront addition of zavinapan to standard chemoradiation with high dose um, cisplatin at 100 milligrams per meter squared uh, delivered every three weeks on treatment um, with the addition of three cycles of zavinapan uh, delivered days one through 14 for three cycles uh, for these patients uh, receiving uh, chemoradiation or uh, placebo. Um, additionally, the trilink study uh, includes a, uh, a segment of treatment after the completion of chemoradiation, so three additional cycles of either zavinapan or placebo given following the completion of chemoradiation th um, uh, therapy. Um, this is a, a randomized study that is open internationally at, uh, in, in 26 countries. Uh, excitingly, it's, it's reached its 50% accrual of uh, approximately 350, more than 350 patients presently and is hoping to complete accrual uh, later this year and hopefully by the fall. So uh, very excitingly, we might have more data uh, for the addition of zavinapan to chemoradiation very soon. Thanks, and, and kind of looking further down the line, Ezra, can you see a potential role for zavinapan in low-risk HPV-positive patients, perhaps uh, with radiotherapy alone or, or you know, treating cisplatin-ineligible patients? Uh, the, the short answer to that question is yes, and we have to step back and think about why the trialing study was designed the way it was, and it was simply to take advantage or the most advantage possible of this radiosensitizing effect. So in order to do that, you really, in the trialing study, we really wanted to enroll a population that was at greatest risk for local regional failure. And as John described, those are the patients with advanced T-stage or N-stage HPV negative disease. So the trialing trial was trying to take advantage maximally of that mechanism of action. But the same mechanism applies and should apply across the board to um, uh, multiple entities within uh, squamous cell carcinoma of the head and neck, including um, HPV positive disease, including lower risk HPV negative disease, including patients who are ineligible for cisplatin. So a combination of zimvenipant radiation uh, would be very compelling. And in the post-operative setting, uh, where patients have been fully resected and now are candidates for adjuvant therapy. So I think there's a lot of potential to extend the utility of this agent um, based on the data that we've seen and what many of us feel will, is likely to be a positive phase three trial. Thank you. And Jungen, are there other IAP antagonists under investigation or other novel strategies that uh, our viewers sh should be aware of? 
Yeah, uh, there are also some other uh, IP uh, antagonists and uh, investigation, uh, such as uh, GDC0152 uh, in melanoma and also in uh, glioblastoma, uh, LCL161 uh, in uh, leukemia uh, myeloma, and also uh, another uh, uh, IP antagonist, uh, Birinapent, uh, active in different uh, cancer cells, but uh, um, uh, no uh, other uh, IP uh, antagonist uh, uh, evaluated uh, with radiotherapy in Helena cancer. There are also other targeted therapy which could be potentially combined with radiation such as molecules uh, targeting DNA damage repair pathways, ATM or ATR DNA PK inhibitors, or uh, cell cycle checkpoint inhibitors, check one, check two inhibitors, mm -hmm. or others such as the PI3K, AKT, mTOR inhibitors, uh, even uh, cell cycle CDK inhibitors, etc. And uh, there are also other immunotherapy, such as the TGF-beta inhibitors or interleukin-15 inhibitors could be uh, combined with, with radiotherapy. Uh, in fact, we, we have uh, uh, right now um, interleukin-15 uh, inhibitor with radiotherapy in uh, our institution in head and neck cancer. It could be uh, also interesting to combine the uh, IP and antagonists with immu checkpoint inhibitors, which had been uh, uh, um, investigated in uh, uh, non-small cell lung cancer, but uh, not yet in head and neck cancer. At last, uh, there, uh, there is also uh, intra-tumoral uh, injection of a nanoparticle. Uh, such as uh, NBTXR3 combined with radiotherapy. It's quite promising, I think. And uh, there is one uh, phase three trial ongoing. Well, thanks. Sounds like exciting times. Uh, John, any final comments? Yeah, no, I think uh, as we've heard, you know, the uh, locally advanced squamous cell head neck cancer patients, so it's, it's a challenging population to treat. Um, and with standard therapy, results have been suboptimal. So I think there's a clear need to improve outcomes for this group of patients. Um, and there's multiple strategies that, that we've discussed and that can be explored in the future. But I really do think that the uh, incorporation of um, uh, IAP um, uh, you know, uh, drugs and this class of agents to standard chemoradiation you know, based on the mechanism of action and the promising phase two study uh, represents, you know, potentially quite a significant advance for this population of patients. And, you know, of course, um, you know, if the results of the Trilinks phase three study are as, as promising as the phase two study, I think this opens the door in the future to many other combinations with uh, definitive radiation or chemo radiation approaches in both uh, head and neck cancer and beyond. And Ezra, the last word is with you. Well, I, I would agree with uh, everything um, uh, my colleagues uh, said. We are uh, really entering an exciting era in oncology and certainly in head and neck cancer. Um, we've, we plateaued with immunotherapy. And, and as we discussed, there have been some disappointing results in locally advanced head and neck cancer. 
but uh, we shouldn't uh, be dissuaded. We shouldn't give up. I think immunotherapy still has a role in the locally advanced setting. I do believe that uh, we will have a new standard of care with Zivenepant um, in a few years as the data are presented and matured. And I think that we need to find a way to integrate all the modalities uh, and now including uh, that fourth modality, if you will, of immunotherapy into the treatment of locally advanced head and neck cancer so that we can uh, continue to improve uh, uh, outcomes and um, cure rates in this patient population. Well, thank you, Ezra, Jonathan, and Jungen for another great discussion. And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by ACE Oncology. Mm-hmm.